Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. As women, our bodies are constantly evolving. From puberty to our 20s to our pregnancy and postpartum bodies, there can be a lot of shifts that naturally take place. That said, it makes sense that our workouts should also evolve to fit our season of life. It takes focus and attention to maintain a routine. So today, I have founder and CEO of The Bloom Method, Brooke Cates, here to join me to talk about intentionality with exercise. How do we fit exercise into a minimalist lifestyle? Find out what Brooke has to say on this special bonus episode of the show. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. Again, thank you to everyone who always supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving rating and reviews, or following along on social media. I'm curious to know what you think of this one. So without further ado, here's Brooke. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm so happy to be here, Diane. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I know we kind of had to reschedule a few times, so I'm glad to finally have you here on the show. And before we get into our conversation, I'll just allow you to introduce yourself to the listeners who may not be familiar with your name, and then we'll go ahead and get started. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Brooke Cates and I am the CEO and founder of the Bloom Method, which is a pre and postnatal fitness methodology um, that is now a global app. We have been an app for about three years and um, I'm a mama and a partner. And, you know, sometimes I feel like when I introduce myself as a woman and a mom, we could list off so many different ways that we show up in the world. Um, But those are my main titles. um, And I'm super happy happy to be here. Absolutely. And obviously you're very intentional. We're going to talk today about intentional exercise and being intentional postpartum and just all that encompasses having kids and being a mom. But do you consider yourself a minimalist? Um, I do, but I approach it in a slightly different way. I often consider myself choosing to live an intentional life. And I think through living with intention or in intention, um, minimalism just exists, right? Because we're more intentional with the things that we do and the ways that we choose to show up in the world or the things that we choose to buy. And therefore, minimalism just exists. Absolutely. So let's talk about intentionality when it comes to just prenatal and postpartum fitness. Let's go back. What prompted you to begin to pursue this area of work in the first place? Um, It was really simple. I saw a really potent need for it. A mixture of women in my own life and knowing women through friends, et cetera, who just seemed really disempowered throughout pregnancy with the changes that were happening to their body and then leading up to birth in birth, and then of course trying to feel a sense of normalcy in their physical form um, postpartum. So it was this deep need that I saw of misinformation and ultimately disempowerment, this theme that I just thought as a woman who at the time wanted to have children, I thought this is this is not the way that women should be stepping into motherhood. Where is the empowerment? Why are we feeling so disempowered? And why can't we find a way to 
continue to challenge ourselves, move our bodies, while also preventing all of these injuries that are just told that, well, welcome to motherhood, you chose to have a baby, so now you're going to be injured and you have this massive 14er to climb postpartum if you even want to remotely feel like yourself again. I always push boundaries. That's just who I am. And that was a some messaging that I heard, you know, over 15 years ago that just didn't sit well with me. So I decided to do something about it. This was an area of struggle for me after having my first, just because I was so active prior to having her. And then I had her and I had that, I think it's, is it called diastasis recti? Diastasis recti. Some people call it diastasis recti. Yeah. But after I had that, I was told, and maybe this is true. I'm not sure. I'm not throwing my, my doctor under the bus, but she was like, you'll never do pushups again. You should never move your body in certain ways again. So I just felt really defeated. And I felt like there for a while, I, I don't know, that's hard to hear. So I like that you said that you were challenging certain notions. And again, not to say that you should do something to injure yourself or make it worse. But I think that the tone in which we speak about these things is really important. Absolutely. It is a lot about the tone. And with Bloom, we just don't put women in a box. Um, Every woman moves their body and is connected to their body differently. Every woman carries their baby or babies differently. Um, And every physical body has different needs um, and abilities when it comes to movement. You know, I never criticize our doctors, but what I do say, especially kind of hearing what your doctor told you, um, that is absolutely not true. That is a very old, outdated way of thinking. And again, I think it, not that our doctors ever intend harm. I think they operate from a liability space, massive amount of liability. And at the end of the day, this is not what they do. They are not movement experts. They are not exercise experts your OBGYN should not have to carry the weight of teaching you or any of her patients or his patients about diastasis recti and what it is and why it happens and educating you because we should actually just have a system that supports women with practitioners that are specialists in their area. And what we've done over the last several decades is put all of this onto our OBGYNs and our OBs are just doing the best they can with the limited amount of information surrounding these things outside of their scope of practice ultimately. Gosh, I'm so glad you said that. That is such an important point that you made there. And it's something that I have thought about a lot, just being a mom and having had that experience myself, just that we do have specialists for a reason. And again, not throwing doctors under the bus, but they don't know it all when it comes to every certain area. So I'm really glad you said that, but I'm curious to know what your experience has looked like. So what did intentionality look like to you in this area? And I guess, how did you benefit from it? Because you said you did notice the need, but that was before you had children. So I'm curious after you had children, what did that look like in your life? Yeah, well, I will tell you, like I often always say, with all the tools in my tool belt, I was I was able to practice and be intentional with the information and the tools that I have and that we share with the Bloom Method and with our app, Studio Bloom. And those tools were super incredible for me. And they helped me have an amazingly powerful, non like I didn't, I wasn't led to injury in my 22 hour um, home birth, non-medicated home birth. And I was able to prevent injury-based diastasis. I didn't have any pelvic floor incontinence or pain with sex 
cervix or any pelvic floor issues that can be very common postpartum for women. Um, but having a child at 37 years old, um, my body was, you know, and of course we are our own worst critics. So I, I take that into consideration when I share this story, but I definitely did not feel that my body rebounded. And when I say rebounded, I want your audience to know that I say that lightly. I don't say rebounded in the sense of I had my baby and my body just snapped back like a rubber band. I'm saying rebounded in the sense of muscle memory, where my body was athletically and actively and even from a muscle tone space, even, I mean, it took me nine plus months to feel like, okay, I am stronger than I was even pre-pregnancy. And that was with, you know, very intentional core and pelvic floor rehab, um, re-strengthening and rebuilding the foundation of my core. And then of course, progressing those exercises, both full body and core and pelvic floor specific to more advanced um, exercises when I was ready. So I definitely followed the protocol that I preach, but what was really surprising to me was, oh wait, 37-year-old bodies don't react postpartum the way a 25-year-old body probably does. And I think the reason I bring that up is because it's important. We live in a world where women are constantly comparing themselves to other women from a physical space, whether it's how a woman looks and carries her baby during pregnancy or how she looks postpartum, how she feels postpartum, the exercises that so-and-so is able to do it three months postpartum, but it just doesn't feel right in my body. And in the world we live in today, those comparisons aren't often with our close friends and family. They're with influencers and people who have massive amounts of following on social media. And so I think it's really important for us to, one, just don't compare yourself. Um, you are a unique being and your journey is so important to you uniquely. Um, but two, it's important to remember that there are always reasons that so-and-so looks the way she is or that she can perform a plank at three months, months postpartum and you're still trying to figure out how to stay connected to your core in a plank at six months postpartum. And so that was a big wake-up call to me. Um, and I think for the position that I have with being um, you know, a thought leader in the pre and postnatal movement fitness world, it was really humbling yet also really empowering in its own light for me to experience that because I had to work a little bit harder. And I remember thinking the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway was these tools that we teach with the Blue Method are more important potent, I apologize, more potent and more palpable than I ever realized. And I always knew how powerful they were. But when I experienced it myself, I thought this was my journey, having all the tools, being able to be a master at my own craft, at this own methodology that I, that I teach to other women. And it was still a little more challenging than I expected. And I thought, what about all the women that don't have these tools? How, are, how do they feel? How are they returning to movement and exercise in a smart, effective, and ultimately intentional way? Um, because our goal at Bloom is not just to 
keep our moms feeling great in their bodies. We don't talk about moms looking good and feeling good in their bathing suits. While that would be a great perk, it's about functionality. And it's about how do you feel when you're running around playing with your kids? And as your kids age and you age, how does your body and, and, and the way it moves age with that process? And we want to keep our moms feeling great. And sure, looking great feels good too, but it's about feeling great and minimizing injury and discomfort and pain. And um, I just want women to have those tools. And it's, it's, yeah, it was made very evident to me that that was every single woman who decides to step into motherhood and carry a baby and birth that baby deserves to have these tools and they should be much easier for women to have access to than they actually are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, I'm, that kind of segues into my next question. I'm for a mom that it has maybe, maybe she's about to give birth or she has just given birth. What are steps that they can take to incorporate more exercise or just thought when it comes to this area and to their routine? That is a great question. Um, first and foremost, it all stems from the core, that inner core unit. And when I talk about this, I remind women that that is the area of your body that experiences the most change. And when we think about discomforts and injuries related to pregnancy and postpartum, the majority of those originate in that area, whether it's pelvic related, pelvic floor related, diastasis, you have those abdominal muscles separating and going beyond that healthy, natural separation. Because at Bloom, we talk a ton about how we need to stop thinking that everyone is going to have injury-based diastasis postpartum. That is simply not true. And it has put more fear in women that is ever necessary. Your body naturally separates to make space for the baby and we need to implement tools and exercises and daily repatterning techniques to help protect the band of connective tissue that when over weakened can become that injury-based diastasis that every woman is so terrified of. Um, leading even into back pain or rib pain, it all stems from that torso area. So at Bloom, we teach our moms, whether you're in the fertility preconception phase, or you're a veteran mom and you have 12 to 15 year old children, tapping into that inner core unit is going to always be where you start. Because when we talk about intentional movement at Bloom, what we do is we bring that core and pelvic floor awareness into every single workout that we do at Bloom. So you can learn these aspects of intentional movement through Bloom with our workouts, with our yoga, with even our educational content on the app. But then when you're feeling confident about how to utilize these tools and bring them into a workout where you aren't being cued for every breath, every movement, you can go into your favorite workout, whatever that is, if it's pure bar, if it's any type of bar, because bar is all the rage with women right now, if it's, you know, a more high intensity hit workout, whatever you love to do to move your body, you can take along this idea of understanding how intentional breath and intentional co-activation and co-lengthening of your core and pelvic floor being paired with everything you do from a squat and a tricep press to a push-up, a plank, and a bicep curl can literally take your workout and dial it up 
10 notches, making it more efficient than it ever was before you learned how to bring this dynamic movement all in relation to the core along with you. So when it comes to fertility women, I just tell them tap into that foundation. Understand how something as simple as diaphragmatic breath and getting it in sync, turning online that pelvic floor and TVA, that's that corset muscle in your abdomen, the TVA and the pelvic floor, turning it online by simply learning how to breathe and then taking that deeper, which we teach all of our moms on our app, but taking that deeper into correctly activating the core because Diane, you would have, you would be blown away at how many women think they're engaging their core in core workouts. And actually what they're doing is creating pressure outward and they're decreasing their ability to see the aesthetic results that they want while increasing so much pressure in their abdomen that they are peeing their pants when they jump or laugh at their kids or their back hurts after a core workout. So it's really a about, again, that foundation, the breath, learning how to correctly engage the core and pelvic floor because those muscles should work simultaneously together, and then learning how to bring that into every workout you do so that it just it doesn't just have to be the core section of the workout where you're turning that core on. You can turn your core on and include it with everything that you do in a workout. So it just makes your workout more efficient. And I will end this with, it turns your need to have this 45 minute hour long workout because let's be real, any mom who is chasing a more intentional minimalist lifestyle does not have time to be present and, and always fit in an hour long workout. So why not turn up the dial, be more intentional with our movements and get just as much out of a 30 minute workout that we can get out of an hour. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that even changing your posture and just having a more straight back. And when I've noticed that I am conscientious of things like that and how I'm standing and how I'm sitting, I feel like it does help support that core that you're looking for. And then I was going to say after my third baby, I found this video. I follow someone named Sarah Therese. She's been on the podcast before, but she, again, she's not a doctor or anything, but she had this video on her YouTube channel. And it was, I think, five, eight minutes of just doing these simple little ab exercises. When you watch videos like that or see women doing things like that, that seems too easy. It seems like it's not going to make a difference, but I think what many people lack is consistency. And I noticed I did these exercises once a day, right before I went to bed every single night. And I could not believe how much my abs had changed. Consistency is key. I think with anything that you're doing with exercise and postpartum. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, your experience also rings a lot of truth in the sense that not only is it consistency, but sometimes the most simple of movements, um, we call oftentimes what women would see as or th think as um, really simple exercises in regards to the core as that's what's building the foundation. And yeah. if you won't have a strong core foundation, you will never have a strong core. I have worked with so many women over my 10 years of doing this where they look like they have a strong core, but when it comes to really me testing and figuring out what's going on, first of all, they come to me because there's some sort of disconnect. And then um, we discover that there's no foundation. It's all a bunch of like 
aesthetics. It's just the top layer because sometimes we can look like we have a six pack, but a six pack does not mean that you are strong. Your six pack is your most superficial abdominal muscle. And it really is just about flexion and extension. So what the foundation is all about is that corset muscle. And the corset muscle is actually often um, deeply strengthened by sometimes what look to be um, in comparison of like your average mainstream fitness move as a more simple dialed back or easy exercise. And the truth is, I tell women this all the time, if you are doing even the most simple core exercise correctly and with intention um, and the way that we teach at Bloom around pelvic floor and core activation and maintaining that and building that endurance throughout the entire 30 second to 45 second abdominal exercise, it is not easy. I don't care how strong you are. Um, so it, it is, it's about consistency. And again, that intention of, of knowing how to connect to your body. So we talk a lot at Bloom about, it's not about the movement. It's about how you do the movement because I see women all over social media um, telling postnatal women that you can heal your core doing this exercise. And as I watch the video, I'm thinking to myself, you're not even engaging your core. You're literally just sliding your legs in and out. This video is not helping anyone. We have to move from intention. And again, it just comes back to when we move from intention, you can have an experience like you did where you take four simple exercises and you do them every night before bed. And I guarantee you probably were not working up a sweat right before bed. And yet we're able to see incredible results from it. So, you know, I tend to call out the fitness industry just as a whole when I talk to women about fitness and intentional movement because they've lied to us over all the years and they, you know, they tell us things like you have to work out for an hour to see a change in your body and you have to sweat for that entire hour and you have to be out of breath and most importantly you must be sore, so sore that you can barely move the next day. And every single one of those are lies. In fact, soreness is a whole nother topic, but soreness has more to do with lactic acid buildup and doesn't often have much to do with your workout was really hard and you're going to see really great results from it. So we've been lied to. And so we are conditioned to believe that we have to put so much more time into our workouts when it's really just about intention. And that intentional movement can, can add to that minimalistic lifestyle that um, so many of us crave, especially once we step into motherhood. Yeah, no, absolutely. You've heard me talk about quality over quantity before, so my ears perk up when I discover a company that provides quality products. I was pleasantly surprised to discover OneQuince.com is a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialist factories. Quince focuses on essential products with low design costs, cashmere crews, super soft fleece pants, silk camis. You could create a simple capsule wardrobe without skimping on quality. Their brand is always equal or greater quality than the leading luxury brands at a much lower price thanks to the manufacturer-to-consumer model. It can be difficult to find a brand that prioritizes production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. However, this is of utmost importance to Quince, which adds to the list of why I'm happy to have discovered this site. If you're looking for tops, hoodies, robes, outerwear, throws, Quince has tons of variety. Quince has totally transparent prices, up to 50 to 80% less than other brands. And if you're not completely satisfied with Quince, they will give you a full refund. Customer satisfaction is a top priority. 
Again, quality shouldn't be a luxury. Try Quince today. Get free shipping and 365-day free returns. Just go to onequince.com slash minimalist. Many of their collections sell out immediately, so go to onequince.com slash minimalist. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash minimalist. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. 2020 was interesting, so let's just do a mental health check-in. How are you really, and what do you need right now? Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is that you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Minimalist Mom listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash Minimalist. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Minimalist. I used to want to be more of an athlete than I am now. <laughs> I'm not an athlete at all. I should say that. But I think that after baby, we're just trying to get to a point where we can keep up with our kids. And so I think that, like you said, it doesn't have to look like an hour long workout or even 30 minutes. It could be a 20 minute walk in the morning before your husband leaves for work. It's things like that, that I can't think can, can build your strength and your endurance over time. And then just adding little things here and there. Like I never want to do movement that isn't I don't want to say isn't fun because it's not fun necessarily what you're doing it, but isn't something I enjoy, I guess, because I feel like I spent so many years of my life doing things because I felt like that was the thing that would get me into shape. At this point, I'm just like, no, I want to do things that I actually enjoy. I don't know. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, but I am curious really quick before we kind of wrap things up here. I wanted to talk a little bit about body after baby and just maybe what your thoughts are on body after baby and I guess what simplicity or intentionality could look like in this area. If you have any comments on that. Yeah. Well, I actually think that you're about to go down a rabbit hole comment was a beautiful segue into that mm-hmm. because it is true, Diane. We don't, why, you know, I don't know why it takes us so long as women to figure some of the stuff out. And I, in my own experience, um, I feel that motherhood is this beautiful transition um, and almost like an ascension into really stepping into this level of wisdom that we never had before. And oftentimes that innate wisdom um, allows us to look back at ourselves from a different perspective. And it does, it gives us this, like you said, I want to do movement. I don't want to take a fitness class that my goal is to just, let's say, get a six pack ab or make my booty look a certain way. But the whole 45 minutes that I'm in the class or the hour I'm in a class, I'm miserable and I'm not enjoying the movement. Like life is too short and does the ideal body because that is a big question mark. First of all, every person's ideal body is totally different. So let's, let's lay that slate first. Every woman's idea of the ideal body is totally different. And 
what matters more when I sit back and think about it is why do I exercise? I exercise because I love challenging my body. I love pushing my body to a limit when I'm doing movement that I personally love. I personally prefer a ton of a functional movement. Um, and I love challenging myself and witnessing, not physically my body get stronger, but feeling my body get stronger. I'm almost 40 years old. And to me, that is such an incredible feeling to push myself through a challenging workout, be intentional in that workout, and then feel it in my body. Notice myself being stronger at almost 40 years old than I ever was when I was taking these hour-long fitness classes and beating myself up because I thought I had to look a certain way at 19 or 20 years old in a bathing suit. Um, so I think that ultimately women just need to realize that it, it doesn't matter what other people think of your body. It matters what we think of our body. And if we're always chasing this so-called ideal physical body image, are we ever truly happy? Are we ever looking at ourselves and finding joy in our physical body? And at the end of the day, the most important thing is finding gratitude and appreciation for what our bodies can do what they have done and what they will continue to do every single day that we exist on this planet our bodies are remarkable um i heard um this incredible man um named zach bush he is a triple certified md anyone listening check him out he is wise 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 man um, sharing really powerful education right now on how incredible our bodies are and he, I recently was listening to this podcast with he and Rich Roll, and he was talking about how you could take the DNA of one human being and it would wrap around the entire earth so many times that we can't really even count how many times the strands of our DNA from one human being can wrap around the earth. And what I'm getting at with that simple to some maybe a silly fact is that we are remarkable, miraculous creatures. And for us to almost devalue ourselves to a level where we think that the golden egg is having a six pack core, a nice butt and trim thighs that look good, what, in a pair of shorts and a bathing suit, like that, that is such a devalue of who we truly are as humans that at Bloom, we just want to encourage moms to move for overall health and to be able to have fun with their children, to chase their children, to go on bike rides with their family. Um, and that, look, if, if while you're enjoying the movement, you also get these aesthetic benefits that make you kind of like, you know, take a second look at yourself in the mirror and smile and say, good job. Mm -hmm. then great. Let's celebrate that too. There's nothing wrong with it. But we really have to start looking at the why and, and asking ourselves, is my why that I choose to do whatever I'm choosing to do, is it really for the benefit of my own good when it really comes down to it? Yeah. And I think it's going to look different too in every season of life, because even when I had two children, I did enjoy going to the gym. I liked that hour that I would put them in childcare. But then I, after I had my third, I can let that go right now. I don't need to do that. And I just enjoy walking and being with them. So I, I think 
what is the cost, I guess, of time that we're putting into things that uh, don't really align with what we're prioritizing. And I've said this before on, I don't know what episode, but I really had to get honest with myself after my third child. And I wrote down a list of things that I was prioritizing in my life. And then what actually I wanted to prioritize. And I compared the list and I saw that I wasn't prioritizing what I did value. And one of the things that I had been prioritizing was fitness and exercise. It's not that it's not important to me, but it, my children and being with them and going on adventures with them, that was a lot more important. And I found that lower on that, on that list. And so I had to kind of shift things a little bit. And again, it doesn't mean that I can't come back to it or enjoy classes at some point in the future, maybe when my kids are in high school or whatever, fill in the blank. But yeah, I had to just get honest with myself about what is the cost of pursuing this that doesn't actually really matter. And then how often am I really in a swimsuit? So I love everything that you're saying. I'm absolutely here for it. And yeah. Do you have anything else to say before we kind of wrap things up here? No other. I mean, you know, I think I would end it just with that. We really just need to come to terms with loving our bodies. And look, clearly I think movement is like a plus. We should all be moving our bodies. It leads to incredible amounts of, of health and longevity in life. Um, and, and, and the work that we do at bloom is so rewarding. Um, and, and, you know, I would say that it's not rewarding because women um, message us or email our team and say, thank you so much, Studio Bloom. I love the way I look in my bathing suit or I love the way I look naked. It's the emails and the women who reach out saying, I've never felt more empowered during my birth. Um, My body after five babies felt stronger and more capable after doing and implementing your methodology. I healed my dia- my forefinger diastasis after three babies with your method, and I have never felt better in my body. Those are the empowering stories that help me remember why I do this work and keep me going and curating new content and super excited and heartfelt about the work that I do. So it's, again, what you said, like, asking yourself, what do you value and how do you fit certain things into your life that help you shine light on the things that you value and movement can absolutely be a part of that, but let's just start moving intentionally and not putting so much pressure on having to work out five to seven days a week. Look, if you're doing anything in your life that adds a lot of, if you're choosing, let's say it this way, if you're choosing to add something into your daily life and that choice adds stress to your life, um, I'm going to ask you why you do it and that you might want to reevaluate it. So yeah, we just need to give ourselves more love and realize how incredible our bodies are and that at the end of the day, we are more than our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great note to end on. Well, Brooke, where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you or the Bloom Method online? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, our website is thebloommethod.com and that is bloom, B-L-O-O-M method.com. Um, and we are on Instagram. We share a ton of educational bits on Instagram. Um, we're just at thebloommethod.com or I guess there's no.com. We are at the bloom method on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. We're a little less active. And then of course our app is studio bloom and it can be found on our website as well as in all of the app stores. Perfect. Well, 
Brooke, thank you so much for coming on. Just honestly having a conversation about this topic with me. Uh, I think you were the perfect person to do it. So I appreciate your time today. Of course. Thanks for choosing me. I love connecting to women all over the world. It's, it's such a joy to talk about this, to slash narratives and to just help empower women. So thanks so much for having me, Diane. What did you think of the episode? As I said at the beginning, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this one. Do you find that it's more difficult to pursue an active lifestyle now that you're a mother? Do you include your children in your workouts with you? Do you work out from home? Outside of COVID, do you typically go to the gym? I'm so curious to know how you're intentional about activity and fitness in your own lifestyle. So I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalismomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.